1: So the only one in Tampa Bay happy today, maybe Mayor Jane Castor. Don't you think? Wait a minute. I mean, who are you, and why are you on this podcast? <laughs> it's wait. What do you mean? Who am I? This I don't, is our, I don't know. Our podcast Sports Day Tampa Bay. I don't know. I've not to you in Tampa like two Bay weeks. Times. I know. I've been everywhere. I've been okay. This is my my travel itinerary was. I've been to Oahu, then Maui, then Montana, and now. I'm in Chicago. I'd like to make my way home, but it looks like Elsa is going to let it go. And I mean, wind and rain, that is. So uh, I am here for the time being. But uh, yeah, man, you guys did a ton of shows, great shows. Uh, I was watching Tim McGraw sing and dance, whatever he does up there. Wait, where were you
0: watching Tim McGraw?
1: Well, so my wife's boss, as you know, uh, former 49ers owner Eddie DeBartolo, Mm -hmm. has his big thing in July in Montana at his ranch, Candy Bar Ranch. And... The act this year, he has tremendous acts up there, it was Tim McGraw. Nice. For about 250 people. Nice. <laughs> it was awesome. So, yeah, uh, I'm not a huge country music fan. I'm now a Tim McGraw fan. He puts and, on uh, the a great one, show. Oh, he just, just gets, he's done it for 30 years, and he just, mm-hmm. he just gets after. It. And they had not, because of COVID, you know, as the case with many bands, they had not been together as a band on stage. You know, they've done a lot of things in recording and whatnot, but uh, uh, it was the first sort of live, you know, concert that he had done in a, over a year. So it was really cool. And wow. uh, those they had a lot of fun doing it, but uh, we had a lot of fun listening. So, yeah. So it's been uh, – I'm jet lagged, man. I don't know what time it is. And, and it doesn't really matter because it's late. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's a podcast, it's, and it's whenever they're <laughs> listening to us what that's, time it, that's it is. That's right. You guys don't care. What you do care about, though, is, is Jane uh, Caster, and her, her, her wants and her needs She got her wish. So Stanley was in the building for the first time during these playoffs – uh, but the Lightning will, in fact, have a chance to win it in front of their home fans Wednesday night. That's because they lost to the Canadiens 3-2 in overtime in a game that they never led. And I think that that was a, a big key in and of itself. They, um, the biggest part of the game, though, and everybody be talking about this, is they were unable to score uh, on a four-minute power play after a high stick by Shea Weber on Andre Palat. And, uh, you know, that included three minutes, really uh, about three minutes to start overtime. So. They get a goal in overtime by Josh Anderson. It was his second of the night. He sort of won a foot race uh, with Jan Ruda to get to the puck, and then he beat Ruda off the boards for sort of a, a rebound. So if it goes to overtime, you're not a big Lightning fan in that situation. They're 0-4 now in overtime games this postseason. This is weird.
0: Which is amazing because last year they set the record for the amount of overtime minutes. Yeah. had over 216 minutes in the postseason, and they won, I think, all but one of those games last year including a five-overtime game, of course, which helps yeah. you get those minutes up there. But, yeah, the Lightning this year not converting on the power play in overtime. I think three of those overtime losses this year, they've had power plays in the overtime, mm-hmm. or parts of or power plays in the overtime, and they've not been able to convert them. And it's for a team that's power play is as lethal as the Lightning, you would have liked to have seen them. They, I mean, once they got in the zone, they had some looks. Yeah. But you would have liked to have seen them have more sustained pressure in that and those that power play particularly with 3 minutes in that overtime to to really put a goal past carry Price.
1: I think, you know, Montreal, you know, this deep in the series now has a pretty good feel for what the Lightning are trying to do on the power play and they still got some good some good looks. I mean, I think Point had a really good one. Um there were a couple they hit a couple of posts in, in in the game, but mm-hmm. I, I think as the series goes on and we saw some line changes in this game, but I think overall I think Montreal so getting a better feel for them, you know, and that's to be expected. But, you know, they certainly had, I mean, look, you couldn't paint a better scenario, right, on the road, chance to sweep. Um, you're one goal away from making history, which is what they're trying to do, win back-to-back. And you've got a three four-minute power play, three minutes in the overtime, and you don't convert. And when you don't, it's such a lift, I think, for the other team, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that you're going to look back. Whatever happens in this series, now obviously if they win game five or game six, and win the cup, um, it won't matter. But, um, you know, this is, you know, Montreal had nothing to do but win. They, they they had to avoid the sweep. They didn't want them to be skating around with the cup in their home ice. And so, um, you know, they, they walked away with the victory. But, th- I mean, is this one where you just say, look, Carey Price made some good plays. Josh Anderson obviously was terrific. And you just you just say those are professional hockey players over there. And we didn't sweep. You know what? No one has since 1998.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, Cooper in the post-game press conference said, you know, hey, I'd like to hit a few less posts and let mm-hmm. a couple of those shots go in. I mean, yeah, um, you know, you had a couple wide-open nets miss. Ross Colton missed one. Yeah. Uh, Cooch missed one.
1: Cooch, yeah.
0: Um, you know, so, I mean, I don't think the Lightning played poorly. I, I think you saw Montreal play a desperate game.
1: You saw them mm-hmm. play a
0: much more physical game. Physical, yes. Um, I, I almost thought the Shea Weber penalty – was kind of karma. I mean, he was taking some runs at guys, like <laughs> yep. dirty points, like yeah. And that's not characteristic of Shea Weber. Uh, you know, I, I mean, there's one thing to be physical, mm-hmm. but there was he was trying to take some headshots, and it was like you know, like I said, that's just not typical of him. Um, but you know, they wanted to be more physical and get engaged, and, and I think that helped them. And playing with the lead helped them. I mean, that was the first time they had a lead in the series. Mm-hmm. The Lightning have scored the first goal and never. It never trailed in the series until tonight. Till so, you know, they get the goal late in the first period with, what, 421 to play. And it took yeah. them a whole period to get the goal back. Right. Um, so, you know, Montreal at that point starts forechecking and starts playing that that structure that we talk about with them. And it's a lot easier to play structure when you're not having to press for a goal.
1: You're not chasing, and right. Th-
0: this series, they've been pressing a lot because they've been down the whole series. And they're trying to get goals back. And, th- and that's how you get out of your structure. Um, but, you know... Kudos to the Lightning for tying it up twice. I mean, they're down 1-0 and down 2-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Matthew Joseph, what a play to get the the the, uh, the puck to Pat Maroon for the second goal.
1: It was a terrific goal uh, by Maroon. Let's talk about the first one first, though. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll tell you, you, you we've had sort of chatted about this um, a little bit texting away, but Ryan McDonough has had about as good a postseason as anybody. He won't win any awards if they win the cup necessarily, but – um, this guy has just been nails, and the play he makes um, with the pass the Barkley Goudreau to tie it up at 1-1, that was just terrific.
0: If the Lightning
1: go on to win the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm.
0: most likely the Conn smythe Trophy will either go to Vasilevsky, Braden Point, or Nikita Kucherov. Kucherov. Mm-hmm. But outside of Vasilevsky, you could easily make the case that Ryan McDonough has been the most consistent player in this playoffs. Uh-huh, agreed. Now, he's not filling up the stat sheet. You know, he had an assist mm-hmm. tonight, but he's not filling up the stat sheet every night. But the plays he's making and taking the number one defensive pair in this, you could make an argument he's been the best player outside of Azaleski for the Lightning in his playoffs, game in and game out. And it's not taking anything away from point and cooch because they've had phenomenal playoffs. But McDonough's been very steady back there. And, and, a big reason why the Lightning are in the position they're in, and even though you lose Game Four, you're still up three games to one, and now you're coming home, and and you get to challenge that fact of the Lightning in two straight postseasons now have not lost back to back games.
1: Right, and, and listen, they're going to have home ice. It's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. I know Jane Castor was being a little selfish when she she was hoping for a Game 5. Well, she put the jinx on it, so. <laughs> she, she's totally responsible. you got to wear this one, Mayor Castor. Um, having said that, last year it was in a bubble. They were all by themselves. You know, mm-hmm. you threw the gloves and the sticks in the air, and you had no one to hug but each other. Um, can you imagine what that atmosphere will be? Because you got to go back to 2004, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when they were playing to to win a Stanley Cup on home ice and and had a chance to do so and did in Game Seven back then, it's been a long time. The fans, you know, will be treated to it. the Cup will be again in the building, and you know the the crowd is on your side now. Sometimes that's been a negative for for the Lightning, especially early in series. Um, but this is a big mountain that the Canadians are trying to climb here. And, and and yet, I think they'll have some confidence. I don't think the Lightning will feel, you know, we're not at the, oh boy, are they starting to doubt themselves stage. You know, no. I think we're still two games away from that. Um, but, but but even
0: if it gets to a game seven, I don't think they're in the doubt stage. Probably not. I mean, they've seen and done too much. You know, it doesn't mean they're going to win. Right. But, I, I, you know, this team doesn't seem to get rattled by anything. Mm-mm. I mean, you know, yes, they have bad spurts and they don't play very well and they turn the puck over and... They'll have some defensive lapses in that, but it doesn't seem to rattle them, right? Um, you know, they're they're too much of a veteran group. They've seen too much. You know, I don't think they ever get to that part of doubting themselves at this point,
1: right? How much will being at home with the line change and all that help them? Because I know Montreal made some adjustments in this game.
0: Uh, look, it always helps. Anytime you can sit there and go, those guys are on the ice. Okay, I want Gord out there now, or I, mm-hmm. I want points line, or I want mm-hmm. the fourth line going out there. I mean, you know, Brian Engbaum talked about. In the first game and uh, and we talked about this last week on the podcast, but there was a Josh Anderson came out in the first game and was hitting everything and everybody <laughs> and a little dirty at times,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he's just trying to make his presence known and there was a face off late in the first, I think it was and and Josh Anderson's out there so what does <laughs> what does uh, Cooper do? puts out the maroon line or you know, and Maroon gets right in his face. Mm -hmm. And as Brian Englund says, he said, he goes, look, I I can tell you, he said something like, shut up, (laughs) shut up, stop it. It ends now. And Mm -hmm. he was, he was less physical the rest of the game. You know, when you get to set those lineups and go, okay, now I want to set this guy out there and not just for, for physical reasons or intimidation reasons, but like you said, the, 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 the no lines out there. Okay. I want Gord's line to go out now or, you know, it is, it is, or I want this defensive pair out there on this faceoff, and you get the last change. It is an advantage. Although, as John Cooper has said at times, sometimes it's easier to coach on the road because you don't worry about that. You just go play your game because play, you don't yeah. get the last change. So there's mm-hmm. advantages and disadvantages to it. Um, you know, but Cooper's one who's willing to put any line out there at any situation, pretty much. So um, I, I look, I, if anything, the home fans are going to be huge. That building is going to be, I mean, it, it was loud in games one and two. It's going to be really loud in game five.
1: Well, and that was the thing. I mean, the Lightning went up there, uh, you know, talking about just just how they couldn't hear themselves think how awesome it was uh, in their their mm-hmm. uh, their game three win, um, and so or game two win, and so you know, I think I think that is going to be a difference. And you know, having said that, Montreal may have gained a, a little confidence, and they should. Um, by winning this game, like I said, it, it's hard to sweep an NHL team uh, in any series, any playoff series. Uh, very few have ever come back. I think only what three times in the history of the NHL, or three or four times a team. Four come times, back down only once in the final. That was 1942. once in the final. Yeah. So obviously, the the you know, the analytics are are way on the side of the Lightning. They're just so deep. I mean that. Listen, you couldn't blame John Cooper for wanting to see that third line play all night. I could watch those guys every shift if they could do it. The, that was amazing um, to see those guys out there. There's the a reason game.
0: they start every period. Right. There's a reason right. they take on the toughest lines mm-hmm. is they are relentless. They do not stop. And it starts with Yanni Gord. But yes. Blake Coleman and, and Barclay Goodrow, I mean, it, it's like the Energizer Bunny. They just keep going and going and going. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, when you have a third line like that, I mean, that's, that's, that's hard to beat in the NHL. In a salary cap world, to have a third line as good as that. And then to have a fourth line with Tyler Johnson as your center. Right. I mean, he's a top six forward. Mm-hmm. And he's your fourth line center. And, you know, maybe in game five, Alex Kalorn comes back. He took warm-ups in game four. He's missed the last three games now. But he took warm ups. It was a game time decision. He did not go. So Matthew Joseph was in again, who made the great pass to Pat Murray. Great, yeah. Uh, although the first goal they gave up, he didn't get back in time. He did not. Uh, he didn't. He didn't get back quick enough to get his man. So and that's
1: where I think Kalorn helps you on the defensive end too. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I also think he helps the power play, which went zero for five tonight. Yeah, there you I go. I mean, Sorelli, Sorelli's good and everything else, but that that bumper position they call or the the not the bumper that's brain point, but the position below the net. Killorn is Mm -hmm. very good at, and he's really good with Cooch. I mean, they they know each other well because Cooch will send the puck back there a lot. You know, there's an art to playing with Kucherov because he's so skilled and and so deceptive too, where it can look like he's going to be passing to Hedman and it ends up below the net or vice versa. And that. And you have to be ready for it. That's what Point's been very good in the bumper position with that. Right. You know, there's a skill to that that Sorelli, like I said, Sorelli's good, but, you know, Killorn has been playing there all year. And played mm-hmm. there for years with Cooch. So,
1: there was a column. I, th- I think it was a column, maybe by John Romano, or maybe just a story over the weekend about how you know if last year uh, in the bubble was like the first day of school with this hockey team, mm-hmm. that this is now like the last day. There is a real sense that because of the expansion draft, because of salary cap, this is mm-hmm. the last time this group will be together um, in this form how much how much of that do you think um, is part of this story part of this ride that they're on and how much how much resolve or experience do they gain from knowing that you know it's going to be a different situation when they you know if they do win a mm-hmm. cup um trying to go for three i mean th- this team will look a lot different in 202223
0: well one of the amazing things that this team' has been on a run since really 15 you know, so the last seven seasons, but it started a little bit before then as they, they made the playoffs in 14 is that the roster turnover every year is very little. It's a couple guys. Mm -hmm. And, and that's been, you know, they've built this family atmosphere and, and, and trust in each other and the coaches and the players and and the systems. And, and they've grown together into this, you know, I'll call it a dynasty to be this good, this long in a salary cap era. Now, that's gonna get tested next year. I mean, your core is gonna to stay together. Victor Hedman, Sergachev, Chernak, Vazzy, Kucherov, point, Sorelli. I mean, those guys are gonna be there. But Barclay Goodrow's a free agent. Blake Coleman's a free agent. You've got a you've got the expansion draft. You've got to shed some salary. Yeah. Probably a Gord, Kalorn, Johnson, McDonough, one of those is One or two are gone, mm. most likely. Um, you know, so you're going to have some changes on this roster. You know, like you said, the core is still going to be there. They're locked up. But you've got to shed some salary as well as some guys that are going to be free agents that you're going to lose. I mean, Blake Coleman's probably going to make four to four and a half million dollars a year. The Lightning can't afford him. Yeah, Goodrow will probably make less. Maybe you could keep him. Mm -hmm. But all it takes is one team to pay a lot more than everybody else, and he'll be gone too. And and you can't fault them at all. You know, I mean, Barclay Goodrow's making – nine hundred thousand dollars a year right now
1: yeah you know certainly, certainly as well as he is. Blake Coleman makes like 1.8 yeah
0: um and they're gonna they're gonna get paid next year and they should and they should yeah, yeah. so you know I, I think that's part of the motivation for this team I think it's part of the business-like attitude of this team
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: but it's also why they don't get too high or low with anything you know they've been through so much together and that's part of keeping a roster like this together for years mm-hmm. is a lot of this core has experienced the highs of last year and the lows of 2019, and winning 62 games and missing the playoffs a few years ago because they got off to a really bad start in the season. You know they've been through all those highs and lows, losing games six and seven in the Eastern Conference Finals in 2016 and 2018. You know, I mean they've 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 all been through. You know this core has been through that. So, um, you know, tonight's game, you asked about you know doubting themselves. They lost in overtime.
1: Yeah, right. Montreal
0: didn't beat them in regulation; they lost in overtime
1: in a game that they had to come back and tie up twice, mm-hmm. right? And, and and had chances to win in yeah. overtime. That yeah. you know, yeah, I don't think that I don't think they lose confidence from this. And like I said, they got a pretty pretty big three one cushion here uh, overall. the The final thing I'll say about this team, and that we won't know the answer to this if if in fact they win it, um, well, you know, because we don't know who's hurt, who's really hurt. Everybody plays hurt right now, right? Mm-hmm. We saw more guys, uh, you know, point took a shot you know, from Hedman uh, mm-hmm. that would have knocked most people out for six months, at least most human yep. beings. But he came back and finished the game. But we don't know, for example, who's really hurt and who's hurt.
0: Well, and, what happened to Cooch when Mayfield checked him?
1: Right. You know, right. what is
0: that injury? Stamkos right. has been asked repeatedly in the postseason if he's still injured because he missed the last and month of the season. He's and that's not the guy. answering
1: it. That's the guy I want to talk about because let's say they win a second Stanley Cup. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, if he's having – fun playing he still thinks he can contribute and he does Um, but we don't know his health and he's played a long time with two Stanley Cups or would it be the pursuit of three um, is there a chance he would retire after if he were to win this one
0: Uh, my guess is only if he can't play anymore if it's a you know look the the doctors say you can't or don't I mean and, and but he's playing now so my guess is that's not the answer
1: you know. Yeah, I think that's the answer. I mean, I think it'll you know obviously if he feels good enough and has an offseason to try to get ready, um, he would do so. So hey, Tampa Bay was lit. I mean, it was amazing to see Emily Arena full. It was sold right? out. And the, the watch party the was sold out. <laughs> the game wasn't even there. I've not to
0: My family went to the watch party on Friday night. Had a blast.
1: So so is it fun? I mean, you're watching mm-hmm. the big screen. You're not watching anybody on the ice, correct? Right? I mean, but they make it like a game. So they during every
0: break they do the same stuff they would do during. Okay. During games, they have Sonia Bryson singing the anthem, Greg Wolf's there entertaining the crowd. They got Kristoff on the organ. Wow. I mean, they're they're doing, you know, they're doing all the stuff they do normally during a game, or most of it. I don't think they did like the Community Hero, but, you know, most of those things that they, they do during a game, they're doing right for the watch party and then just bringing up the game to watch on the big screen, you know, when the play's going on
1: it's Something. crazy it's crazy what this town has become you know in supporting hockey right now i mean they are alive and um one of the one of the best tweets i saw somebody you know you continue to see these people jealous of tampa bay success it's hysterical <laughs> to me i mean where were you people um for the last 30 years i mean but you know to the extent that obviously the the bucks won a super bowl now these guys could go back to back Is just incredible in the last calendar year and um, but I think it's funny. I think I think it's interesting to see. I know which um,
0: tweet you're talking about. I'm going to read it here. It's from Ghost Snarf, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who's uh, tweeted us many times some, some questions or mailbag questions. Right. But he says, as someone originally from Tampa, here's a line I never thought I'd hear. In a bar watching Lightning win, guy says, quote, I hate Tampa. The Lightning <laughs> Buccaneers win everything all the time, end quote. He said, I can die now.
1: <laughs> I can die now. That's, that's the tweet of the year. It really is. I mean, generationally, there won't there there will not be uh, many people get to hear that in a bar. But and, and have uh, the Rays
0: too, who were in the World Series yeah. last year and are in second place in the AL East right now. They have scuffled for the last couple of weeks. What since has
1: left, happened but. since I went on vacation? I mean, this team stopped scoring runs. What happened? They well, did. They scored a bunch last night, obviously.
0: So Tyler or Tyler Johnson, Tyler Glass now. Yeah. Got hurt, and then they started a big skid. What seven? In a row I, I knew, they lost. I
1: remember that. But they, they they fought their way out of but that.
0: They fought their way, but they they stopped playing good defense. Really? Like they they were scuffling, um, just making uncharacteristic plays.
1: No, that's not a Wander Franco thing.
0: No, no, it was not, not him. I mean, we've seen Joey Wendell overthrow some. Th- I mean, the other day yeah. there was a play. Joey Wendell gets hit the ball. Bases are loaded. Could have gone for double play. He said, I, you know, I, I wanted to go double play first, but it wasn't a double play ball, so he throws it home, but he throws it wide mm. and it took Zanino off the bag. He couldn't catch it, run scores. I mean, you know, it's things like that that they don't typically do. There's just been a lot of, of that, some bad throws by Brendan Lau, um, you know, some overthrows by the outfielders. I mean, just things they don't typically do. They just they went on the road and started not acting like the Rays. I mean, you know, it's, look over the course of 162 games, we know you're going to have skids. Right? There's going to be times where you're just not playing well. It just happens. Um, it just seems to be. It just seemed like everybody on the team at the same time started having the yips defensively. And I'm exaggerating a little bit, but we know in in professional baseball when you give teams extra outs, they generally take advantage of it. That's something the Rays do very well. When you give them an extra out, they take advantage of it.
1: Yeah, and they had a couple blown saves uh, mm-hmm. during the stretch when yep. I was gone, and, and um, you know, that, that that's going to happen. Your bullpen's not going to be perfect all year long. Um, you know, still getting good starting pitching, I think, for the most part. You mentioned Brandon Lau, he had a grand slam. Mm-hmm. Um, He's starting know, to, to hit the ball a lot better, though. Starting to see it better, and that's the guy they need to get started. Um, they do win 98 in a walk-off fielder's choice by Yandy Diaz. A big hit in that game uh, to tie, I guess, to uh, what, to tie the game by Wander Franco, mm-hmm. I think, in the ninth inning. They scored yep. two in the ninth.
0: Yeah, he's on a six or seven game hitting streak now, I think. Yeah. I think it's seven after tonight. But
1: Yeah, I had the great first game, and they kind of went in a slump, and mm-hmm. now he's fought his way out of it and uh, had another home run the other night. So that's been good to see. So, yeah, I mean, the arrow is up. up um, the sky is not falling. Jane Castor has mm-hmm. her. There's she o- has her opportunity now. Only
0: one all-star for the Rays, though, Mike Zanino, which we learned Mike over Zanino. the weekend. Mike Zanino. Which well deserved, and he should be an all star and voted in by the players. Which is even better that they see. So who's what the doing. guy? Was it
1: Meadows? Is the guy that probably deserved it the most of of the others? Right.
0: I still think Tyler Glassnow should have been voted in, even though he can't go,
1: even though he's injured. You look yeah. at his
0: season; he should have. I mean, he was the obvious choice for the all star game until right. he got hurt. I would have liked to have seen him voted in. Uh, you could make a case for Rich Hill, Austin Meadows. Could also mm-hmm. make a case. and Neil Solon's brought this up. You can make a case for Andrew Kittredge.
1: Really, wow. who's,
0: who's pitched very well at the bullpen? His ERA is around one, I believe. He's pitched mm-hmm. in every inning.
1: Yeah, every situation yeah. this
0: year. Which, by the way, getting back to Lightning, the first team to win a a NHL game in every month of the year. Because <laughs> this uh, Friday was the first NHL game ever played in July.
1: It's been such a long year. And Hedman <laughs> was
0: the first player to score in all twelve months.
1: Because he had the it's first crazy.
0: goal the other night, or the first. Well, Ruda had the first, but he hadn't scored in every month, so. It
1: does seem like they've been playing a long but, time, doesn't it?
0: Yes, it does. <laughs> I mean, but but getting back to the Rays, I mean Andrew Kittredge has p- pitched very well this year in every situation, from closing to setting up to opening to getting out of jams. Um, but I, you know, middle relievers like that generally don't make the All Star game. But if you look at his body of work, it's been pretty impressive.
1: But Kevin Cash is the manager. Of the American League team. Doesn't he have some roster spots available to him? Not much. They
0: Mm kind of changed it now where the fans get some of the the players in and then the players get to vote, and the manager has very little say anymore.
1: Well, that stinks.
0: Yeah.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: By the way, the Dodgers are going to the White House. Are there are any Tampa Bay team going to the White House anytime soon?
0: Uh, well, I don't uh, Joe know.
1: Biden did did bet the Prime Minister of uh, of uh, yeah. Canada that the Lightning would win, so I would assume he would make good on that.
0: Yeah, well, if the Lightning win, maybe they'll go to the White House. I, you know, hard to tell.
1: Tom Brady's not going back, not not anytime soon. He's going to be playing golf. You ready for this? The match two. Yes, tonight. It is tonight. I will be watching. I almost went. <laughs> I was in Montana. <laughs> I tried. I tried everything I could do except sneak in there. It was in Big Sky, which is about six hours away by car. Um, but uh, yeah, I I got shut out because of media. They're not allowing media, which I think uh, okay. I and see. Say, why I'll you're be right. the caddy. Come on. I was willing to do anything. I was. I didn't even need to be a reporter. I would have gone just to watch. But I'll be
0: the drink cart guy.
1: I mean, you know. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, whatever whatever you need from me. But it was uh it was not to be not to be done. And so like millions of Americans, I'll be watching Tom and Rogers rip each other uh throughout the match, as well as DeChambeau and Bill Mickelson. It's it's this isn't really not about golf, it's just about the banter, you know, it's just about It's about the money. It's about the money, let's be honest, yeah. <laughs> and, and and do these guys like the spotlight, you think you think Brady well, sure. You, th- you think Rodgers and those guys like How, how many like jokes performing? is Brady
0: going to make about the NFC Championship game?
1: About not going for it and all that? Oh, yeah. it's just. <laughs> and then they got Charles Bach. this, is a, this is a terrible, terrible shot. You got all that uh, on the side, you know, those guys going back and forth. So it's, it's, it's going to be great fun. I think Brady's golf game should be a lot better. He's at his home course, essentially, because he has a place in, in uh, Yellowstone, uh, which is just right outside of Big Sky. So he's played this course a bunch. It's rigged is what I'm telling you. <laughs> Mickelson and Brady are going to win. Mark it down. I don't think Rogers gets out of this. Uh, what do you, what he thinks he's going to? Do? Oh, they're just watching Deschambeau hit bombs. Now, in the air in Montana, those balls are going to travel about four hundred four hundred yards. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. We're we're almost. Will Brady, at,
0: Brady split his pants again?
1: Uh, intentionally, yeah, I believe he will. He'll do something. <laughs> Um, that'll look like it's. Or not will a he Patrick. hole
0: one out from you know a hundred yards or whatever?
1: You know, it seems like I was on the Dan Patrick show, and I know Joey Knight wrote about this, but it seems like every every other day Brady's going somewhere and making some comment that's making news, and of course you know the whole thing about you know getting turned down by some team yeah. that who's the M F Yeah, exactly. That you're going. I can't believe you're going with that that guy. So um, this has been fun to watch from afar, but we are look we we are into July now, folks, mm-hmm. and. We've got, uh, I think, Monty Kippin's press conference is on what the fourteenth, twelfth or fourteenth, okay. something like yeah. that, and then the ring ceremony is the twenty second, and two days later, it's to start a training camp on July twenty fourth. I mean, we're my season is starting we're eighteen days seasons, away. My nails are just I mean, yeah. That's it's why over. you had to
0: have a good vacation now.
1: That was it. Uh, the, the the NFL takes its time, you know. This Fourth of July weekend, sometimes a week after that, and then it's done, and we are back. And it'll, it'll be all about the Bucks, and you know the Lightning gave us another couple of days to talk about them, and then a couple days after that, maybe another boat parade. So there's a lot of good things still happening. Well, I see, I,
0: I think the Lightning were just look. There's a tropical storm coming. We don't want to be planning a parade during that, so let's just put it off a couple of days.
1: Let's drag it out. And uh, speaking <laughs> of that, do you think we don't? As we do this podcast, yes. we don't know will the NHL step in and say, "Hey." This isn't safe, or they just kind of monitor things and say, you know, we don't want a bunch of crowd, people going out there on Wednesday?
0: So over the weekend, Bill Daly from the NHL did say they do have contingency plans, but did not reveal any of them.
1: That does not include playing in Montreal, though, I hope.
0: Well, no, I, I would think... Uh, I'm, just moving I, I, This is back. me purely speculating. I know nothing, but, yeah, yeah. you know, you could push the game back to Thursday.
1: That's what I would think, yeah.
0: You know, I, uh, look, I think by Wednesday game time, I believe it's probably supposed to be through this area. We'll have passed now, you. although... You don't know what damage or flooding or whatever else is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just because the storm may be passed by then doesn't mean you're going to play a game that night. Right. So I, I think it's – look, as we're taping this, I think the storm's going over Cuba at this point. We'll see what it looks like on the other side. The, the, the models keep pushing it further west.
1: Right. Which, which is, is
0: Which is good for more inland areas. I mean, some of the coastal areas will still have storm surge in that. But, mm-hmm. you know, as we know, it looks like it's going to be a tropical storm, not a hurricane. Yeah. when it goes by this area so you know first of all please everyone stay safe and you know absolutely um you'll be fine in chicago but you know all of us down here in tampa <laughs> well,
1: yeah from the <laughs> rain at least i can't can't fast for everything else that goes yes. on up here but yeah um, definitely so, for that
0: so i i mean i would imagine everything's on the table for the nhl at this point um but i i don't think they're they're going to make any decisions until they have to i mean you know let's you know there's a lot of things closing on, on today you know, I know like USF is all uh, camp, or you know, classes are all remote today. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the Hillsborough County parks are all closing at two o'clock this afternoon instead of being open, you know, all day. You know, things like I mean, there's a lot of businesses closing, you know, later on Tuesday as the storm's going to come through. But I, I don't think they're ready to make any decisions on Wednesday night. But like I said, that's just me speculating. I, I've not been told anything or know anything.
1: Well, my plans is uh, are that uh, I am back, but I'm back on the pod. I'm back remotely. I'll be back writing in the Tampa Bay Times starting today uh, with uh, covering the match. And so, yeah, uh, check us out on tampa bay. dot com. Um, I don't know what we got going on the rest of the week. We'll be previewing, obviously, Game Five. Everybody will be excited about that. Well, what we, we weren't
0: sure if we were going to have a boat parade to cover this week, so we kind of had to wait. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. I know Tom Jones
0: is on vacation this week, so not sure if he's joining us or not yet.
1: Come on, up. if he's not, if he's not, if he's around, I'm gonna I'm gonna guilt him into doing it. Um, but now he deserves time off too. But um, we've got, I mean, I'm kind of there's a part of me that didn't want to see this series end yet. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, Maybe so you're because, Jane Caster now? Well, no, I wasn't. I mean, I think from an organizational standpoint, you got a chance to win a cup, you win the cup. Oh, I no, mean, yeah, you don't. You know, there's there is no, uh, you don't know who's going to get hurt. I mean, we saw a point ticket. Uh, on you know on the leg i mean there's anything can happen um it's it's rare but it could happen so you want to close it out but you know since we're here um that's not a bad thing to be able to talk about the rest of the week and then you know let the storm pass and then if they're able to win the stanley cup at home that's going to be a great scene um great post game you know down the road probably another great here's the thing you can't throw the stanley cup right I mean, it's too heavy. You can't pass it from one boat to the other a la Tom Brady, right?
0: Yeah, well, it's definitely a lot heavier, a lot bigger. Yeah. I mean, that would be tough to. It's what, 35 pounds or something? 34.5 yeah, it's, pounds? It's, I mean, the,
1: it's the largest trophy I think it, there it, is, yeah, right?
0: Well, you saw that they had the, all the trophy. Well, not all of them, but they had. Uh, uh, earlier this year, they had the Stanley Cup and the Lombardi Trophy and the American League Championship Trophy. It dwarfed and them. the Rowdies, uh, the ECE, uh, the USL's trophy. And yeah, I mean, the Stanley Cup was like bigger than all three combined.
1: Yeah, so you're not you're not tossing that over anything. No. Like you're not going to no, see. No, but Alex
0: Kalorn was you know carrying on his jet ski down the road. Oh, that's,
1: that was cool. which is dangerous enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Strap it in. Uh, I just want to see Pat Maroon. And how many beers this guy can actually down this time? Listen, this is a fun team to watch. Maroon trying to win his third Stanley Cup—it's unbelievable.
0: He's what and the uh, first player if he does it mid sixties, yeah—to to win three straight cups with multiple teams, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Since I think it was, uh, I want to say Lichtenberger or something like that, I something don't like I that. Yeah, his name, but uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So, so don't uh, you know the sky's not falling? It's it's just Elsa um the lightning will be back along with thunder and lots of waves (laughs) and wind and rain but uh eventually they'll play game five and uh keep it right here we'll have it's good to be back it's good to be back on the podcast i missed you guys it was it was actually it was nice being away um but i feel refreshed and you know we got lots to talk about we got a race still uh, coming in the all-star break now coming up and uh the whole second half of the season awaits them and then we're gonna have the Bucks in training camp before you know it. Well boy, boy, I better get some rest. So you got anything any, else you can think of? You got something like, to keep you night.
0: cool out there at training camp or is most of it gonna be indoors this year?
1: You know what? It's gonna be outside, but here's the thing. Um I went to this uh when I went to this event, uh, uh there, there's a lot of um, opportunities to get you know, like Chosky's and things like that. Mm-hmm. What they passed out, so because it was really hot in Montana, the first two days was 100 degrees, which is not supposed to ever happen in Montana. Yeah, you didn't pick the right time, of,
0: <laughs> the right year to Ooh. go there.
1: I mean, normally, it, I did get up one morning, it was like 54, which is why you do go to Montana, but a couple of days it was 100 degrees. So they passed out bucket hats. You seen these things? You know, it's mm-hmm. what the players wear during the walkthroughs. You yeah. know what a bucket hat is. Yeah. Well, I thought for sure with my bucket head that they couldn't find one that would fit me. I got one that fits. I'm here to tell you you're gonna see me at training camp this year with this bucket hat. It's the greatest thing ever. It's gonna keep the sun off my face, my ears, all that stuff. And I'm gonna be walking around in this thing and it's like the best thing that's happened to me on the vacation. One of the best because it was blazing hot up there. We'll get into my trip later, but it was it was, you know, just really uh Made me not miss uh, training camp, which I know is just around the corner. So, yeah, we're going to be out there. We'll find out what the rules are. We'll find out if we can talk to players and coaches. And, um, you know, I think those of us who are vaccinated will have some privileges. And then we'll see what the regular season brings. Maybe open locker rooms. But um, certainly it's going to be a great, you know, season with lots of attention. You see where the Dallas Cowboys are on hard knocks. I really That's believe. Be fun. I really believe we're playing the, playing the, the Brady Bucks the first game. There'll be lots to talk about, you know, Dak Prescott and and the boys and, and all the hype that goes with Dallas, so that'll be fun. we got a lot to talk about that I missed, and we'll get into more of those topics uh, as we go along with the week. But, hey, uh, Lightning lose in overtime, game five. We'll get you ready for that tomorrow. And the Rays continue their series against the Indians, although they have postponed their doubleheader. Are yeah, they going to play doubleheader later? Yeah, two, today's Tuesday's been postponed. there will be a doubleheader,
0: yeah. uh, one ticket, both games seven inning games on wednesday at 12
1: 10 yeah which is cool you know, your yeah. business yeah, so, special
0: so you get a double header in the afternoon starting at 12 it'll probably go till
1: you know how five six
0: o'clock and then you got the lightning at eight o'clock
1: how great is that what a great sports day it's fantastic and and they're all home
0: games so you could actually you know go to all three
1: games go to all three games in a day isn't that fantastic it's sports it's a sports day in tampa bay see what i just did right there hey so you gotta be a writer I know it should be. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Lightning loose, but have a great day anyway.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm.